if you're going to race cars, mate, you're going to crash cars. Are you telling me you made a time machine out of a McLaren? Oh, my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Huh? Oh, well, we're not friends. Well, racing is life. Anything that happens before or after, just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Saski and Sarah. Let's start, and I feel like we need to start with the world's most amazing troll job that happened today. Oh, no, because I'm just going to be angry about it. I know, that's why I want to talk about it, because it's so funny. Those are a bunch of dicks. Patrick, you know how I feel about this. So, I am trying to be the ray of sunshine here. Oh, I no, like- that's, that's my job around these parts. I like Roman Grosjean. I do too. I like I do too. the idea of an American team. Me too. What he said about American drivers. Ugh. Bullshit. Wait, wait. Bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what? if you're just going to, like, you want to, isn't the idea of having, you know, you're an American team. You should, you know, possibly endear yourself to the American community. And if that right. is not by hiring Alex Rossi, it's by not saying shit like it's that. It's by not shit talking every American driver. Like, yo, if you're, if you have Americans that aren't F1 fans, likely they are right now, currently at this moment, either NASCAR or IndyCar fans or fans of, you know, I don't know, series that actually run in America for more than one race a year. Uh, I wouldn't hey, hey, go... Actually, can I make a point? I, no. I, I looked this up the other day. Is there any country that has more than one race a season in it? Uh, no. Because someone put out that, like, well, America only has one race. I'm like, technically, Europe isn't a country. Uh, so... Yes, however. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, I forgot that Valencia is doesn't exist. Yeah, I was like, there's no more yeah, yeah. European no Grand Prix doesn't exist. Okay. Well, San well, Marino is technically a country. Right, but the San Marino Grand Prix is in Imola, Italy, which is not San Marino. They just call it the San Marino Grand Prix because there was already an Italian Grand Prix, and San Marino is right up the road from Imola. The more you know. I feel like I've been lied to. I yeah, feel dude. like I didn't know that San Marino was its own country, so... There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very tiny. It's like, uh, what's it called? It's like Rome? It's like the Vatican. The oh, Vatican it's like, City. Oh, it's a Yeah, I was like, Sarah, Rome happens to be the capital Listen, of Italy. Fuck off. <laughs> I know no, geography but, but, isn't necessarily an American thing, but listen. Let me let me tell you about Texas education. <laughs> I'm not from Texas. <laughs> oh no. Um. I am. Well, man, I went to high school here. Geography by the way, is not my strong suit. For those of us who are just tuning in or who are not listening to us live right now, uh, and who are listening later, we have Patrick from Universe with us today. Hi. And everything is great. Say hi, Patrick. Hi, I uh, I I I do a F one column called Formula Fun because it's great. I, I, because I'm shitty and I love puns. Oh god, I love that pun, <laughs> dude, mate. I work at the NHL. My entire job is puns, puns and Taylor Swift references. Oh, it, so that's basically what the Coda social media people told me that social so media great. jobs are now. Like yeah. they're like, do you know how to make jokes online? You can have a future in a PR and social yep. media. Yeah, that's true. Although they do a damn good job of it. Let me tell oh, you. Oh, God. I, I so want to send fan mail to the guy behind Coda. Or the girl behind Coda. I'm, it's a guy and a lady. I want to send fan mail to the both of them. And be like, please come and visit me anytime you want. Love, 
Sasuke. They're delightful. <laughs> they still don't want to pay for my tattoo, though. Damn it. What, wait, what tattoo? Wait, I feel like I've missed something. I'm getting, I'm getting the track right here. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I have the track right here. Oh, I'm not wearing my, my room. Room. I was like, I have other tattoos, but... Me too. Oh, do you yeah. have a semicolon, too? Yes. So does my yeah. mom. Yeah. You guys have the same tattoo. Look at that. My mom also has a semicolon. Yeah, my mom and I got them to match because we're both codependently mentally ill. Woohoo! Yeah, same here. Hi, internet fives. I feel left out. Broken people with a love for gin. Gin fixes everything. So Saskia and Patrick are gin bros and also tattoo bros with their moms, and I'm just over here like, yep. Yo, let's yeah, yeah. Okay, Sarah, we need to hear about your your feels about. Today's last F1 announcement. Uh, because I was watching it, and all I could think of was somewhere Sarah Connors is... is, is... <laughs> I'm, like, wavering between murderous rage and, like, extreme patriotism. And I don't really know which one's going to win here. Because, like, okay, when Manners signed Alexander Rossi, I was like, cool, well, there's my team now. Yeah. And then, obviously, Haas is American, so they should be my team, too. But I don't want to be supporting a team... That's shit-talking American drivers, because that's rude. That's hella yeah. rude. I love Rogro. I, I'm very excited for him to be a, a driver. I'm also very... Pastor Maldonado is going to be the number one driver at Renault, Lotus, whatever the hell they are next year. And if that doesn't make you cry a little bit, I don't know. Like this I just is realized now. that. This <laughs> is F1 now. Pastor Maldonado is the number one driver. Okay, you know, here's the thing. What? Pastor Maldonado is theoretically the number one driver because he used to be there for the longest and he has the most money. But what are the chances of him probably not getting his ass kicked by whatever person they put in that seat? Because really, you think of all the options that are out there, they're probably all a little bit better than him. I have to remind everyone. He won a race once? Race winner. (laughs) Race winner. Pastor Maldonado. You're not wrong. I did this thing maybe mid last year where I went back and tried to watch the first race of every current Formula One driver. Oh, sorry, their first win. And okay. I got to Pastor Malnado and was like, no, fuck this. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know you win. I know you won a race in 2012. And I would like to pretend that that's not the case. So I'm just going to go back to my little corner of denial over here and watch Kimi Raikkonen win again. Or but see, win again. The fact that he's won a race makes it even funnier, though. Like, yeah, lead so- driver. And race winner, Pastor Maldonado. Because you think of the people that haven't won races. I know. Like I know. Like, like Nico Hulkenberg hasn't won a race. And it makes me so sad because you're like, who's a better driver? No one would ever say Pastor Maldonado. So the the really interesting thing I think about all of this is this sort of like I, from what I heard from, like, my contacts, no one expected Grosjean to go to Haas. Not a single person up until about a couple weeks ago. When everyone got accidentally told. That and Renault, a very, very French company, buying Lotus, the team he was at. Everyone expected, oh, this is going to be the Rogro train from now on. Yeah, yeah, that's what, yeah, everybody was kind of speculating that maybe there would be two French drivers there and everything, and they but, would just French the hell out of everything. Yeah, and now we have the reality that there very could well be two French drivers on an American team. Um, 
I don't know. Look, we don't know who it's going to be. It probably won't be Jeff. Um, no, Jeff's not going to. It's not going to be Jeff. No, it's absolutely not. It's either going to be. There's. It's either going to be. It's at Mexico. There. So. I wonder who it could be. <laughs> okay, so it's Esteban Gutierrez. Yes, yeah. Yes. And that okay. uh, now Brittany has to buy Elizabeth a pizza. Well, here's the thing. Oh, did she I, really? <laughs> I think so. If that is true, Brittany is buying Elizabeth a pizza. Yes. Oh, well, that reminds me. I was going to buy Elizabeth cookies today and then I forgot. God damn it. Did I'm you know? So did you know? <laughs> That in Austin, Texas, I just, I'm so excited that I get to go there in a couple weeks. And I really wish you were coming to Saskia. I'm real mad. But know. did you know there is a cookie delivery company in Austin? That Isn't I am three Boston? blocks out of. Why? Oh, three blocks. Oh, I thought you said you were like thoroughly blocked out of it. And I was like, why though? What did you do? I got drunk um, and the cookie people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's apparently it was started by like University of Texas students who were real drunk in the middle of the night and were like, oh my God, we should have cookie delivery. That's and now there it is. Startups in this town, by the That's way. It's so beautiful. I just, I, it's like that here too, except with more like techie stuff. Um, we have a lot of food delivery based startups here because everyone wants to eat food. Let's, everyone yeah. does want to eat food. It's true. Food is kind of necessary for, you know, everything anyways <laughs> should Roman we Roja. yeah well, as, um... I, as i was attempting to ask if so so when we were talking about who was going into Haas, i don't think for obviously we didn't think rogo was the one going in it so that time we was just who's going to take these two empty seats rogo is there who takes the seat at renault uh, so the rumor today was i was like button. give me some rumors yeah come on, it's fun I don't oh, think no. so, but I think Button is posturing with McLaren right now. Super oh, yeah. hard. I'd just like to say hello to Amy from the internet who has decided to oh, join hey, us she's in this here. little corner. But yeah, I, I look, I can't see when you're Button's age, you're kind of like, I'm either going to drive for you or I'm going to pick up. You don't want. <laughs> He's yes. only like five years older than me. Everything hurts. <laughs> um. <laughs> You know, and and I'm going to get this as my token web I mentioned for the thing. When you get, he said when he was retiring, the last thing he wanted to do was have to go to another team and learn all of the different people and all of that stuff. But by the time you get to that point and you've had 10, 12, 13 years, you're just like, okay, thanks. I'm going to. Weber, Weber retiring was a slightly a different, different thing. Yes. Yeah. He was so, I think he was just sick of everything. I don't think Button is sick of anything, except well, maybe Honda. To be honest, I actually sub- still surprised he, like, when he retired, he was still there. Because I had been working with him in 2010, and it had been a discussion at that point. And so I was like, three years later, we're still here. Oh, yeah. actually, so... No, 2011, 2011. So I, I actually know why he picked the year he did was because literally the next year, that's when Porsche's LMP1 program was ready for drivers. Yeah, yeah. I know it's going to WEC. Uh, I will save all the WEC stuff for later, but yeah, that's... Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've got a lot to talk about with, with that, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think he and, he and Button are kind of definitely in different situations here. I don't know if Button, after this year, would want to go to another team and kind of develop everything and, and do all that. So, I don't know... He's been McLaren for so long. Well, the other thing is that, like, he just went through a team getting a new engine and having to deal with it and everything. Like, 
Renault has to build a whole car from scratch if they're gonna if they're doing this thing. Well, so you think that unless Lotus is real, real fucked. Am I allowed to swear? Or oh yeah, to... fucking okay. right you are. Come on, man. All right, fuck shit. Damn <laughs> fuck it. this shit. So the development cycle on a car is two years for most of it. Mm-hmm. Like arrow and stuff, that's usually the last year, closer to the end of the season, everything. You have to imagine next year's Lotus is pretty much done, but they are going to have to modify it for the constraints of a Renault engine now instead of the Mercedes engine. That's true. Then, what are the? I'm a bad F1 writer. They're, all the big tweaks in Aero and everything are coming 17, right? Yeah, like the new... Um, Huge amounts of downforce, flat cars, basically. Yeah, that's 2017. Early 2000s cars. I am actually really excited to see how that works out. I saw how it worked out in the Schumacher era, and, uh... Well, yeah, but... It's um, fun, but... That's the that's with, what, V10s and V8s? Like, if they're sticking V12s. with the V6 turbos. Yeah, V12s, too. Um, we're like, V12s, things what, never... what, what, what? What? Never. Um, Literally but, double the cylinders. Right. But so you've got the V6 turbos in there. It's going to be, I would imagine it's going to be a little different. One would think. Well, the funny thing is they're making about the same power because that's what progress does. But Right. Yeah, that's, you know, that's true. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I think it'll look cool. They're they're supposed to, like, I don't know. They just want them to look meaner, basically. It's like Slapshot when they take the, the hatchet to the side of the bus and they're like, we're making it look mean. Uh, I was like, does Patrick have any idea what we're talking about? No. I do it. Hockey people. and smile. I like hockey. I just can't watch it. Did you see see the penguins in Slapshot glasses today for warm-up? Oh, because they're in Johnstown, aren't they? They're in Johnstown. And and Doc Emmerich is dressed as the commentator. (gasps) No way. Oh, my God. Why am I not watching this? Why am I recording this bullshit right now? It's fine. Whatever. For the love um, of the sport, Because I love everything. I love Formula One so much, and I hate hockey. Anyways, um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't, I just don't think Button's going to Lotus. I don't think it's going to happen. No, I don't, I don't, I don't think so either. I, It'd be cool. I just hope Button's... So, at the end of 2014, I was like, no, this can't be it for Button. And it wasn't. And I was super happy. Now the rumors come up and I look at his face in interviews and I'm like I don't know like yeah he probably wants another chance another year but I don't think he's going to be too bummed this time around if he no 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 no. if he retires I think especially with the way it kind of went at the end of last year where they you know they weren't really saying anything it wasn't really his choice um and he didn't really get to have that farewell tour or whatever I think at the end of this year if he goes out and he says yeah that's it at least he'll have been able to go out on his terms and not the teams. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a thing for a lot of them too. They, they want to be able to go out and say, I left because I was done. Even if you're not done, you want to be able to say, yeah, I didn't get pushed out. I didn't get kicked out. You know, Ron Dennis didn't, wasn't like, he, he just, oh, I'm going to fight but Ron also, Dennis. Like, it'd be interesting to see, like, like Button's on a two-year deal, correct? Yeah, he, yes. he signed two years. Admittedly, there's, Probably 
a million exceptions and terms and this isn't that. But I would not want to have to be McLaren and trying to figure out how to get rid of Jensen Button because that is going to cost you. World champion Jensen Button yeah. who has never been treated like the champion he is. Poor guy. However, if he does retire, um, is McLaren going to take Stoffel or Kevin? Uh, it, Ron Dennis is in charge, so K-Mag. So, so Stoffel Van Dorn has had the most dominant GP season of anyone in the history of GP2 ever, right? And he is amazing. I love watching the guy race. But you, but it's also just like, it's, it's, McLaren have a bit of a Red Bull problem. Yeah. You've got these, re, like, maybe they've only got two of them. But, you know, like, you look at how good those two are, like, They've got this problem where, like, uh, Red Bull are like, drivers. we've got all these teams. Yeah, yeah. We've got all these, you know, without without having a, a junior development. They've got a junior development program that means nothing and no one's going to want to go into because there's no seats for them. Right. Yeah, um, it's, it's weird. McLaren's in a very, very weird spot. And as a McLaren fan, it's been difficult the past <laughs> couple of years. I can't imagine why. But, uh, yeah. It's... I mean, at least in the past couple of years, they may not have been winning races, but they weren't this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This year, you're just like, oh, jeez. I was free. I'm like, remember when Sergio Perez was at McLaren? That was remember a weird Remember when Sergio year. Perez got on the podium with McLaren? No, that was Force India. He was at Force India at that point in Bahrain, right? Never mind. Yep. Yeah, he never did. Um, but he was with McLaren at my the first GP I ever went to. It was weird. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Who was, was the first GP you did go to? Me? Uh, the last time Roman Grosjean got on the podium before this year. Circuit of the Americas, 2013. I was like, didn't he? And then I was like, wait, no, wrong thing. The first yeah, GP I went to was the 2001 USGP at Indy. So oh, you were a fetus. I, <laughs> were you two I, years old? My dad started watching in the 70s. And he watched all the way through. Married my mom. They were watching. They watched Senna die. And so I was raised with F1. So that's why I'm the broken F1 fan I am now. I got raised on V8 supercars. So, uh... Bathurst and Sandown and all of that and Gold Coast and all of that stuff because that's the pinnacle of motorsports in Australia. V8 supercars. Uh, so like names like uh, Jason Bright, who I think won an Indy Lights season or came third in an Indy Lights season once, or maybe USF 2000, something like that. Jason Bright, guys like Marcus Ambrose, who went to um, who went to NASCAR. Uh, Mark Winterbottom, all those kind of guys that were Craig Lowndes. They were these were the these were the names I grew up on. And then when you leave Australia, people are like, "Who the fuck are you talking about?" I You're like, am yeah. so sad. I missed the, the one time V8 Supercars came to Coda. Yeah, they did. They came a couple years back, didn't they? Yeah, and then they were like, "This makes us no money. We're just going." They're to like, "Oh God, back. we lost so much money." Yeah, they were like, it's like NASCAR without anyone caring. Right. Every single Aussie expat in the country, though, I believe was there. Like, it, it, that's, oh God, that, yeah. that had to be. I would have been 
being like, I am coming. I will camp on the sidewalk. I will be here. <laughs> I've never been to a V8 supercar race in Australia. I don't really pay that much attention to it anymore. But if it was in America, hell, I would be there. It's like a gridiron came to America, Australia. Every American in the country would be like, oh, I'm here. Oh, I think, that, I think American okay. football. American football is what she means. Okay, that took me a second. I'm like, <laughs> I know, I'm I was like, like gridiron sounds oh, awesome. Oh. What the fuck is that? Yeah, so um, we call it gridiron. I did not better. get into. I did not but, get into, into motorsports until a couple of years ago. Actually, two years ago today. Ha ha. Yeah. Um, because my family grew up with a strong disdain of it, and we never did that shit. So, well, see, we watch well, Bathurst every year, which is like well, trust me, Bathurst is like whack almost. It's a thousand kilometer race. Yeah, and and but it's on like this big insane circuit on the side of a mountain um the current life record i think for that circuit is held by jensen button because they took a form him in a formula one yes, car out there and had him go around oh my it. god that's awesome but it is the bathurst is the competition we talked about a couple of weeks ago that simona de silvestra is yeah. racing with renee gracie i think next weekend maybe maybe they next weekend on the week they were doing promo pictures of them in the car today oh, yeah. so it's like a yeah. fucking it's a massive lead up but it's literally the one it's like i watch this race every year and we'd sit there all year like all day mum and i on the couch <laughs> so it'll never happen but i just thought about what if they get simona in that second lotus seat yo that why did they not have that much money no Although, if Pastor's bringing the dollars, like, maybe the well, second driver... Well, well Pastor is bringing the dollars. I don't think... No, no, Did no. bring much money? Renault is bringing the dollars. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, too. Renault so and Pastor are bringing the dollars. Yeah. Um, They'll never get locked out of hospitality again. Oh, my God. That was so sad. This Birdie <laughs> Birdie had to feed <laughs> But, no. And I love, I love the fact that Bernie had to feed him after the Bernie quote of "I don't like teams going around with the begging bowl." Well, literally, they were begging because they had no food. Yeah, yeah, and you fed them. This sport is such a shit show. Like, why, why do we do this? Who does Bernie need in a weekend? I don't know. Well, well no, I'm pretty sure he feeds off the sadness of Formula One fans. Here's the thing: so... Bernie wasn't even there in Suzuka, so he wasn't the one feeding them. It was like his team or whatever. Yeah, oh, and the, the other reason I remember this is because yeah. Nikki is pissed, and Nikki's like, "Well, he wasn't here, so I'm going to go speak to him in London." You do that, Nikki Lather. You go Please. ahead. It'll be like the old man, war. the best old man fight ever. I want to get Nikki Lauda a sweatshirt that just says "Grumpy Grandpa." <laughs> that's what he reminds me of. The, like, el- oh, the oh, elderly fuck fan. You, I'm yeah. Fuck you. I'm Nikki Lauda. <laughs> Because yeah. that is literally his approach to life. I, I like the oh. grumpy grandpa. That's that's a good one. It's really I subtle. To, so Tiff was in town recently, and I went to a movie premiere, and Daniel Brühl was there. And he starts talking, and I'm just sitting there, and I, I looked at my friend, and I'm like, I, I just, it's just, and she's like, I know, me too. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> I was so like, at- he pulled that off so well. I like, I know. Oh, I just, I struggle seeing him in anything else now, because I'm just like, he got robbed for not. Uh, he should have been nominated for more things that year. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think he should be nominated for more things. Full stop. I think he's great, but it's yeah, also he's... just because I like looking at him. Sasky, Sasky, I, just... I do too, though. 
I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. But... I'll, add, I'll add my comment about drinking and writing later after this show is off air. Please. So let's get into some other stuff. Let's get into the actual race that we're supposed to be. Yeah, talking. Japan. That's a good thing. Um, obviously, it was pretty rote. I mean, Mercedes won two and then Vettel. Yay. Great. Cool. Um, Alexander Rossi beat Will Stevens. Yeah! <laughs> America! I actually showed them on the feed for like I, uh, more than five seconds. Oh, and Stevens had a moment during he did. that race. He had a moment and he almost hit Rossi and Rossi had to like take evasive action and almost die and then, you know, continue onward. I th- yeah, that's a... Uh, I was talking to... Uh, a- uh, it was, uh, Alex Worst. That's who it was. Oh, yeah. And he was like, I'm like, how much of, like, racing is just full clench moments? He's like, quite a lot. Yeah. There's quite <laughs> a lot of just, oh, I'm just gonna clench up here. Yeah. I get that fair. moment just literally driving. Forget, forget driving like an actual oh, race car. Just driving, what the fuck are you doing? So I was almost, I thought, I, I was trying to go see friends that are in town. Before this, I left at five. No, I left at four forty-five. I'm like, oh, I'll go hang out with them for a bit, and I'll come back and podcast. I I had to turn around after an hour, and I was about halfway there Jesus. because that's Austin traffic right now. You know, I I experienced that last year. I so Liz was in class, and I had to go pick her up, and then we were gonna go to the um. Okay, Hulk so the Hulk and Barbecue. So basically in Austin, they do all sorts of ridiculous, absurd promo events. Like they make Nico Hulkenberg serve people barbecue. And only like eight people showed up, us included. Also including the camera crew. Like it was pretty bad. But getting down there. Oh, Nico Hulkenberg. It took us forever. It took us five ever. Like Nico sadly looking at brisket. And sauerkraut. <laughs> and sauerkraut. Because they made it a German barbecue. Uh, I don't even know. It was fine. It was a good time. He was very nice. He answered a lot of dumb questions um, asked by mostly me. And yeah, so it was it was really fun. But like the traffic to get there was stupid, stupid. <clears throat> but Austin's great. Um, yeah, so I, I was laughing a lot at people after this race complaining that Mercedes was only on the feed for six minutes, because I guess they actually went and went through the feed and counted the amount of time that Mercedes was shown on the, the F1 feed. Well, they, they they do, you have, so teams do that every race because they use that as um, a sponsorship metric for money value. So you, you give a valuation to the, I'm going to pretend I don't work in marketing and sport and just stop right now. <laughs> no, that yeah, makes sense. Know. That makes the FOM, I think, puts it out, too. Uh, yeah, FOM, I think, probably gives you a number, but generally right. with sponsorship, it's like you it, – it, it's the same metric used for calculating uh, for press coverage. You do by column inch and position. In TV, sure, you sure. do by broadcast length. Yeah, that makes sense. But, like, okay, so you usually don't see teams or, like, journalists or anything tweeting those numbers out after races. Like, it's usually not a big deal. Um but yeah, I guess they were only on it for five minutes and 57 seconds because no one even came close to challenging Lewis. And the things they showed were like Rosberg overtaking Vettel and, and whatever. So, Bottas, excuse me. Um, and I'm sitting over here like, Manor gets on that feed like five seconds of race, yo. I just, I don't, I, I don't so, have any sympathy. But Manor, Manor never throw a fit about it. No. Mercedes themselves were like, what the fuck? Right. 
the conspiracy theory is so Bernie controls the FOM. Oh, wait, Bernie I know is mad this is going. at Bernie is mad at Mercedes for not giving Red Bull engines. <laughs> Therefore, he punished them what with screen time. What a twat. I hate this. And no one will ever be able to prove it because he probably, if he did, he told someone over the phone where there is no evidence. Because that's what I do when I need to tell people things that can't be traced. I call them. Yes. Wiretaps don't exist. They don't. They do, though. I just, I I don't know. They do, but no one is is wiretapping me. They may be wiretapping Bernie. Well, yeah, because he's... uh, because he's currently being taken to the European Competition Commission for, like, failing to do things. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so that's details bad. about that came out today, and I have no idea what any of that entails, because I... I, I read I that know. article, and I was like, what does this even... What does this even mean? Nothing's oh. going to come of this at all. No, no, nothing is really going to come of it, but the, the, the gist of it is, is that... Force India and Sauber have taken him to the European Competition Commission and the allegation is that the additional handouts that Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, Red Bull and Williams receive are anti-competitive practices. So what that means is these teams have what we call kind of like legacy payments Mm -hmm. that they get for literally being Ferrari or being around Ferrari. And they pay these things because they want them to be in the sport. But what the actual implication of it is, is this additional money makes them more competitive than teams like Force India or Sauber who don't get that money. So it is actually potentially a breach of competitive practices because it's the leading organization who governs it. Because like while we think of FOM as a business, the individual teams aren't actually owned by FOM. So therefore... They are individual businesses. So things that regulate their competitiveness against each other can be subject to competition uh, right. competition regulation. So what they're saying, Force India and Sauber are saying, that by giving these teams this additional money that they don't get, they're breaching competitive practices by creating a dis- an unequal playing field. It's fine if we're talking about money that comes from positioning, but this money is awarded irrespective of your position. And therefore, it enhances the disparity no. and therefore could be a breach of competition. I took competition law at university. So I'm not just a nerd. I did study that. I didn't even realize that was a class. <laughs> dude, you, dude, I took international shipping law as a subject. I, I really needed because I needed one. Like, I, it was literally my last semester of university. And I was like, fuck it. I will take that. Why didn't you take, like, pottery or something? Like, take something for a dumb credit. (laughs) Because we don't have dumb credits at law school. You get two non-law subjects in your whole degree. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't, um, law law is an undergraduate program in Australia. So I started it at, like, 17 when I didn't know what was good for me. Because if I'd known what good for me, I wouldn't have watched Legally Blonde and taken from it the message that I should go to law school. Oh, no. I would have taken it from the message. (laughs) You fucked up? Yeah, uh... There's competition. Yeah, I, I took competition practices in sports law, so that is my understanding of it and this article. So there you go. Yeah, it's. I I have a feeling that there can be some arguments against the extra handouts and competitiveness. Mm-hmm. Just just show McLaren's results in court, and no court will be able to be like. You know that what? Didn't, that didn't fucking help. That's true, but if you look at McLaren's results over the last few years, when they didn't just, you know, let's put this experimental engine in the car and see what happens. When you see the fact that the teams that they're questioning are the top five teams and have been 
arguably the top five teams for the majority of the past couple of years. I mean, obviously they're good teams because they have strong backgrounds, but the extra money doesn't hurt them. So the deal which they're just, which they're contesting came about in 2012, and all the teams agreed to it except obviously these teams. But the other guys made up the majorities and and, and so forth. But um, was that a new I reckon. Pardon? Was that a new Concord agreement or is... I don't know. I just know it says here there were bilateral agreements in 2012. Okay. Um, look, they've probably got a good strong argument because if they didn't, their lawyers probably would be like, maybe you don't want to take this to court because the last thing you need to do is spend more money on lawyer and lawyer fees when you don't have that much Sober. already. <gasps> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, Selba has, like, money to throw around on court cases, yeah. But... Scuderia, I... <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Yeah, suing suing FOM is a big is a big thing. The fine, however, is ten percent of the turnover. So at a billion dollar turnover, the fine could be you know, you know significant in their favor. So significant in their favor. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking at like a hundred million dollar fine here if if it went like that, um, and then the system would have to change. So. I I wouldn't be surprised if they lose, not because they're wrong, but because if I am Ferrari, Mercedes, McLaren, Red Bull, or Williams, my lawyers are going to help Bernie Eccleston out in this situation because it's in my best interest. Yeah, yeah. I, it's probably not in the sport's best interest. It would be great if it if they won because we'd probably see get equal have uh, more equal distribution of money, or you'd probably actually just see that money go back into the the payment. Um, into the the winning structure, but still. But yeah. the fact that it it every, I it was when Manor and uh, or Marusha then and Caterham were folding last year, and they were talking about the distribution of money down only to the ten places. That's that's still a ridiculous system. That's we're gonna have eleven. It's ridiculous teams again when you year. have eleven teams. It yeah. just seems it's a bit kind of like, oh, you came last. Well, we're just going to make it suck even more. When we had twelve teams, it was even more bullshit. Like R- you have twelve teams to buy the freaking money. Yeah, yeah. It it it's not complicated to write a clause into your contract that says the money is the money is is based uh, the money is distributed on this uh, equation based on with X being the number of teams. But. Yeah, it's, it's not hot. Bernie can't do math. Bernie has enough money that he can pay people to do math for him. Yeah, easily. One would help. Um, so yeah, other stuff about Suzuka. Um, it was sad. It was sad. It was sad Every, for a lot of yeah. reasons. Every, uh, everyone almost finished the race, which would have been really nice in, you know... It was sad because I went to bed for a couple of hours to have a nap, woke up at 1am to watch the race, and it was like, oh. I got up at 1am to watch this. I had a friend that was that was crashing on my couch for a few days, and I wasn't going to watch the race live because I had a feeling it was not going to be great. Uh, it, and it should be great. It's such a great circuit. It was so great. But he came home exactly as the race started. So I got I got up, and I'm like, well, guess I'm watching this race. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh 
It's just like, ugh. It's like I thought 8 a.m. races were bad. No, 1 a.m. races are worse. It was cute, too, to see all of Europe complaining about the 8 a.m. Oh, start God. for them. I was like, oh, oh yeah. You precious babies with your 1 8 a.m. start per year. Like, eat eat a dick. Just get away from me. This is my life. I I always thought when I, because in Australia it's a 10 p.m. start, and I used to think that was bad sometimes. God, I would give for a 10 p.m. start on a regular basis. Because I, and, and, and Pat may know this, I take, I take certain drugs that don't make waking up in the morning very easy. And so I get up, and I'm like, there's, there's a video going around at the moment of a meerkat sitting in a container of stuffed meerkats who keeps, like, falling asleep and waking up and falling over. That's me. That is me for at least, like, I normally come to about 9.30 as they, like, going towards the podium. I'm like, ugh, I fucked up I, again. Yeah. I, it's especially difficult if you try to watch a race after accidentally uh, swapping your morning and night meds. I was like, man, this race is gonna be... <laughs> Laptop open, race on, and then it's just like, I woke up like five hours later. It's like, oh, oh what happened? Oh, no. Yeah, I, have a, I have a girlfriend whose place I go to often to watch the races because she's a big F1 fan too. And we'll be like in bed and we're like, oh, it's 8 a.m., get the laptop out. Because we don't want to have to go to the couch to watch it on the TV. So, and because we stream it regardless. So we get it on the laptop and we're like sitting there. And then I, she sees, mo- she sees most of it. But I have this habit of just falling asleep and waking up at moments where she's like, Nico, oh my God. <laughs> like, I'll just get woken up by this. And so I'll wake up at the end of the race and be like, so hold caught on fire. And, and she's like, yeah, just Man. Just go. <laughs> In, was that qualifying that? Kiva, uh, Kiva, yeah. yeah, Danny Fiat. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it wasn't qualifying because it was. Oh it was God, it's three, maybe. Yeah, I think it was, it was the, Q3. Yeah, it was Q3, because that's yeah, why yeah, it was Q3. Nico got pulled. Yep. Yeah, that and Kevin Magnuson. Kevin, was it Magnuson that crashed? Or not Magnuson? Oh my gosh, what am I even talking about? <laughs> I uh, was like, um, Magnuson has a I was broken hand. And one dude. So was it Ericsson? It was Ericsson. Um, in Q1, that meant yeah. Rossi couldn't set a time, and I was like, "Fuck you, fuck you! How was dare it, you?" No, 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 no! Wasn't it Max Verstappen? No, it was Verstappen. It was Verstappen. Listen, all of these, all of these little blonde European kids run together in my brain. Speaking I can't even of do it. Max Verstappen, what? happy 18th birthday! <laughs> You're now legal in several countries, but not America. So no. enjoy that. Um, well, yeah, it was. Re- yeah. Drinking age legal, we mean. Uh, I, not okay. anything else. I was like, oh, God, I'm like, no. oh, that's no, not what no, I'm like, you Please. horrible feminist. Actually, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. Did, I don't know if it was, I I think it was the qualifying, or maybe it was the week before. And, and in the middle of discussing how young Max Verstappen was, they brought up how, the, yeah, I think it was last week's, right? Like, um, Singapore. In the middle of the race, they brought up how young Max Verstappen was and the fact that his girlfriend is, like, older than Carlos Sainz. And I was like, this is kind of creepy. Like, why are we having this discussion? But turns out his his girlfriend is an American badass who races cars. And yeah, I was like, I like He's got great like, taste. You have excellent taste in women. <laughs> I would date your girlfriend. Yeah, right? That being said, that being said, I would probably date 
most of the F1 girlfriends. I would date Jensen and Jessica at the same time. Like you're not you're not alone there, honestly. <laughs> Definitely not alone oh. there. Anyway, I guess this okay, is the end of hiding really my bisexuality off- from my mother. Right. It's like we got really off topic here. Listen, it's fine. What, you, what else is this podcast? I think if my mother listened to this, she'd be like, I've asked you like six times. <laughs> I'd be like, I, yeah, I, listen, I can't. Um, no, so okay. It was Verstappen that ruined Rossi's qualifying. And then it was Kvyat that ruined Lewis's qualifying because Kvyat flipped his car entirely. And that was slightly horrifying. But he was fine. Yeah, he was fine. That, <laughs> that's like, people are always like, well, what, how bad is a wreck needed that you need a new chassis? When the wheel tethers yeah. break and when the carbon fiber starts shattering around the safety cell. So I, I didn't see the crash. I didn't see qualifying. And I had been out, um, I was at a press release for a new team's logo, some shit. And I got on the subway and I was like looking at like my Twitter and it was like, Daniel Fiat's horrible wreck. And I'm like, oh my God. Oh no! Oh, like getting my phone out and I've like hot spotted it and I watch it because like I literally sat there and watched it like four times in a row, just going. Yeah, it was pretty bad, honestly. What the fuck? But, like, the thing is, you see highlight reels of these things where the cars flip over and over and over again, and it's fine. Like the roll cages yeah. in the car are not the problem. Yeah. No, it's like it was like Robert Kubitz's wreck in Canada oh, Jesus. in seven. Yeah. I found. At at my local half price books, I found an unsealed. No, wait, sealed. There we go. Sealed. I yes. found a sealed, uh, a copy of the 2007 F1 season review. Oh my god! And I, I bought it. It was for like four bucks. Watched it, and they played the hell out of that crash. That yeah. was. I yeah. Um. Amy from the internet uh, has a lot of those season reviews. And before I left Australia, she'd like let me a bunch of them. And so I'd sit there and I'd be like, it's the 2005 season review. And it would just be like, Michael Schumacher. And we're like, Kimi Raikkonen. Actually, 2005 would have been the Fernando Alonso parade, right? Yeah. When Alonso did the weird bird things on top of his car. And on top of his head. His hair yeah. was a very interesting situation. Oh, boy. Alonso is one of those people that has gotten better with age. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, like Jen, Him and Jensen Button, too. Like, they hit, like, yeah. mid-late 20s. Vast yeah. improvement. Yeah. My fir- sorry, my favorite one of those photos, and I'm sure you know the guys know the one I'm talking about, is the Benetton team photo when I think they're in, like, Italy or somewhere, and they're, like, standing on, like, these steps, and it's, like, 20-something-year-old Button and uh, Alonso and, and Weber yeah. and, and Fish and Fish I think it's Fisher Keller. Kelly, yeah. Keller. Yeah. And you're just like you look so awkward. I think you're like, but it's okay guys, you grow into your faces and it gets better. <laughs> That's Mark Weber in person is disarmingly charming. <laughs> well he's Australian. It's okay. When we finish this, when we finish this podcast, I'll tell you my story. Oh Jesus! Sarah's heard that. She's like, I heard literally all things. things. It's fine. That's why I'm not telling them now. Everyone else has Suzuka. Yes. Did literally okay. So yeah, Nico on pole. Nico kept that position for like one second. 
Then everything just, went to shit. You watch it and, and you're like, and we're on the second corner and Lewis is in the lead. Because of course. That's you're so like, because I was watching it. I'm like, Nina, come on. Yeah, yeah that's exactly, exactly uh, that noise. It's like, how do you get from first to fourth? Like, you are. You fucked up. I'm going to give Lewis a few things for this race. One, okay. he seemed genuinely very happy to equal Senna. He seemed very happy, and I if it means a lot to him, then I'm I'm super happy for him. Yeah, it's Two, cool. His special Suzuka hat was oh, actually man. pretty rad. I really want it, and I have the green cap already, but that one is like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Brittany texted me, and she's like, freaking out about Lewis's hat. I'm like, hey, it can't be that great. Oh, I want that. I don't it's like, like that. <laughs> Like I don't even like Mercedes. I want that hat. It's black. Have you seen it, Saski? It's black with like it's, these faded out flowers on it. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's a little blossoms. bit like I'm not saying it's I'm not saying it's feminine, but it's a little bit you know like yeah. The man I like the bleach it. blonde his hair. The man does not care what people think. He doesn't give Lewis half Hamilton, a fuck. That, no. Look, I don't. I'm not a Lewis Hamilton fan, but I respect the amount of fucks he does not give. <laughs> He really doesn't. Oh, He's like, I got my dogs in my jet. What wait, else do wait. you want? Or the selective way in which he gives his fucks. That sentence didn't work, but you know what I meant. Oh, apparently. It's like, you know what? Apparently. Care about all yeah. No, you're right. Um, he, he, he doesn't give a whole lot of fucks. Uh, he gives them in, like, the right places for him. He gives them when he's racing. He gives them... Not when choosing his hair color. I don't know. It's fine. He's great. He just living. He just living his life. As a person, I really appreciate him. The Nico quote of "He gave me shit for years for my blonde hair." It's beautiful. Oh my god. I'm like Nico Ross. My my favorite part of the qualifying when Nico wins is no one does the wave to the fans like Nico Rosberg. Like he literally does. I was like, I know I feel like I should object to your nicknames, Princess and Brittany, because they are slightly sexist. But when you stand there with that hand on your hip with that little like, yeah, and like do this wave, Listen, like you earn that nickname, girl. He doesn't give a lot of fucks either. He does what he wants. Oh God, no. I know, but it's just, I was like, oh. My favorite thing is whenever he is on the podium is the Nico Rosberg uh, champagne face. Oh yeah, he like goes at it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Just like it's very intense. It's a like, lot. God, it's a lot God to bless. Handle. God bless. Very good cameras with very high shutter speeds. Yep. Oh, yep. I all of this. Oh god, yeah, slightly. It's good. It's fine. The best podcasts are off topic. I'm just yeah, saying. we're just we're all over the place tonight. Oh, and I think I literally describe our podcast as we talk about cars and stuff. <laughs> This is mostly and stuff this week. So last week, I'm sorry, wasn't last week mostly and stuff? And by stuff, it, it and stuff equals Alexander Rossi. That's that. That is F one. That is F one. You get away from me right now. That is F one. That is a hundred twelve. That is a seventeen hundred and seventy six percent F one. Get away from me. My Rossi story. I should tell that at some point. Yeah, let's, okay, do we have that, literally, we've talked about Suzuka like, not at all. It wasn't an exciting race, like, I don't That care. was the issue that, that makes sense. It, 
Suzuka was in an exciting race. Guess what's next? Oh no! Oh shit! Yeah, uh-uh. Fuck! It is Sochi, isn't it? Sochi is in two weeks, and I don't want to watch it. I like the race huh. that makes Valencia look enthralling. Uh, yeah. Valencia 2012 was a good race. That was one race. Wasn't yeah. that the was that the one pastor won? <laughs> no, he won Spain 2012. Sorry. Whatever. That was the one that Fernando charged from the back to win. And then all the Spaniards went nuts. And it was great. Oh, oh, that's great. That's fabulous. However, I don't think Kvyat's going to be doing that in Russia. So No. How great would that be? That would be amazing. Vladimir Putin see- would just take him off the podium on his shoulders. I, I want to see this now. Maybe. I want to see this. Kvyat! Um, yeah, so... I love IndyCar so much, you guys. Like, I don't... Like, I want the new IndyCar season to start now because I really only got into it, like, the last... Like, super into it the last couple of weeks of it. And I was like, come on! After, so, IndyCar for me was always... I don't know. I guess I was, uh, like, a Euro snob. And I'm just like, IndyCar, man, man, man. And then I started watching... Like, I always watch the 500 because the 500's just... It's a classic. Um, it's yeah. amazing. It's... I want to go next year. Dude, come with us. Come with us. I need, so I actually thought someone told me to like, just, I was with a bunch of indie starving indie devs, uh, game devs uh, yesterday. And they're like, dude, just start a Patreon. And I'm like, I don't think that works for like writers, but. And you know, it works for comic artists. It works for, you know, other dumb shit that no one should give a shit about. Why graphics? not? Like motorsports. Motorsports is a beautiful thing. You you do that. Um, but no, I think we're going to try to go to that next year. But yeah, oh my god. I did not ever intend to get into IndyCar. Like, I, you know, with my limited few years of experience in this bullshit, uh, I did not think that my motorsports anything would extend past F1. And yeah. then Formula E happened, and they and had then a lot of IndyCar happened. They had a lot of spillover from IndyCar. Like Simona obviously was an IndyCar person, and like Marco Andretti ran a couple races for for Andretti FE, and like somehow I tripped and fell into IndyCar, and now I just need all of it forever. <laughs> so I, I tripped would... and fell onto it. So I would always catch what races I could in Indy lately. After I got back into F1 big time. Because I'm like, oh, this looks great. I got, I saw like Long Beach and a few other races, and uh, then my boss had um, Justin Wilson on uh, the Hooniverse podcast. Oh wow! And I really liked him, and I thought he was a great guest. So anytime I saw him, I uh, I cheered him on. And last minute, I almost tried to join you guys at Pocono, no, I and that. I'm really, really fucking glad I didn't. But after everything, I just couldn't not watch. Sonoma. And it was some of the best wheel-to-wheel racing I've seen in a long time. That's so good. That's what got me into. Like, part of you was like, oh, well, the cars aren't as fast, or that this isn't as much. But if you strip away all that bullshit over what you think is the best in that, and you watch IndyCar, you realize, like, this racing is more exciting than 90% of the Formula One races we've seen over the last two or three years. Like, the the competitiveness, like, the, like, I've watched a lot of old races too. And, you know, excluding maybe, like, 2011 in Canada, which I've seen God knows how many times, there haven't been that many races where you're like, oh, it could be this, it could be that. I mean, we talked about this on our our IndyCar show we did the other week. 
the season came down to the last race to one the position last in lap, the last race. The last like, lap of the last race. Like, it, it could exactly. have been two guys. I mean, it's like that, the last time F1 was that close, well, Lewis Hamilton won the championship, but that was like 2000 and Well, 2010. 2010's last race, several people could have won, but Brazil it was still... 2012. Yeah. Brazil 2012 was a race that I think a lot of people... It, it's underrated because it reminds me a lot of Canada 2011. Because I think Vettel, I need to go and rewatch that race. Vettel, who is in the devil, I have a big fan. Uh, he uh, Australia. so Vettel got spun on the first corner and ended up, I think, last and had to fight his way to try to win the championship. And Fernando was fighting his way up the grid too. Also, JB won that race. Boom. Was that, was that JB's last yes. win? Or did he win? Yes, in it, yes, it was. Oh, no. That's sad. Um, but you know what? You're right, though. Uh, the last couple years, 2012, uh, so, yeah, 2013, 2014, 2015. Like, Vettel had 2013 years. wrapped up before the U.S. Grand Prix. 2014, Hamilton basically had it wrapped up didn't Vettel win didn't Vettel win in in like he had won the championship by like what India yeah it was India and it was like what three races there was still three more races this year this year Hamilton could win it in US or Mexico like we could hey we could we could see him win a championship look at that look at that that'd be cool that would kind of be neat but at the same time I'm like like MotoGP that's yeah, that's fine. No, like, I don't know okay. why I brought that up. Yeah, I was like, I know names in MotoGP, but I don't. Oh, like because Coda was Marquez's first win. That was the connection there. Which is cool, but yeah. like, I would it's much really cool. rather even even if the cars are a little bit slower, I would rather see more wheel to wheel racing than like top speeds. Because like really? honestly, when yeah. you think about it, when you think about it. The difference in speeds isn't that significant to make it, yeah. you know, that much it's better in F one. We're not talking. Faster. We're not talking a marathon race versus I know Usain Bolt. Um, like... So I read. I read a really great piece today, and and I'll come back to more Formula E stuff later. But Jack, I think it's Jack Nichols, the the Formula E commentary yep. guy, wrote mm-hmm. a piece um, where he was like, all the reasons why you should watch Formula E that have been like reasons people have put down Formula E and one of the things was the speed of the cars and he pointed out that the Formula E cars are about as fast as like the British Touring Car Championship cars I believe it was it was one of the uh, closed wheel series and he was like but the racing's exciting in those series like people come out and pay lots of money to see those cars go by and those cars are as fast as you know the early 90s F1 cars that everyone is always yelling their faces off about um and uh, if you want to call these cars slow, well, the land speed record car goes 700 miles an hour. In comparison, F1 cars are slow. Like, quickness is relative, my friends. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just the racing in IndyCar is so good. It's so much fun. The, the drivers are so personable. The races are at decent hours of the goddamn day. Like, there's <laughs> nothing <laughs> bad about this series. And And, yeah, like, you don't, you don't have to get your shit together for two days. It's one day. It is. 
it is qualifying, Monday. Right, sprint done. Uh, qualifying is usually the day before, and there are different kinds of qualifying, and it's just it's it's very interesting. Oh, it's all in the one day. The one well, thing. The no, one Formula thing about that's what I was talking about. Formula E is all. Oh, in I was talking about IndyCar. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> the one thing about Indy that I don't like, though, I, I don't like. I don't like ovals. Okay, I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Ovals, uh, look, V8, I grew up in V8 supercars. They don't do ovals. There was not, I don't even know if there was a oval track in Australia. And so when I, and that was my always, the thing I always had a problem with in NASCAR. I'd be like, you just go around in a circle. Yes. And then I watched the Indy 500 and I was like, this is amazing. Yes. I was at Pocono, obviously. We've been over this in our other podcasts. I I was also kind of like, okay, you know what? That's fine. We'll go to this thing. It'll be an oval, or close to an oval, and we'll see how it goes. Is Dude, Pocono there was... the tricky triangle? Yes, it is. Okay, I was like, yep. there's a dumb name for Pocono. It's the tricky triangle. They have a, um, like, right after turn The confusing three octagon. The, the fucking... No, no. Uh, on one of the walls right past turn three, um, they have a big thing that says, what turn four? It's, like, really cute. I, I don't know. I, I'm so sad that Pocono happened because the rest of the weekend was so amazing. Um, it just, yeah. it really was. Like, did everything, you guys you know, take a detour to Wat- Watkins Glen? Yeah. We did. We I, did. Was like, I was like, wait, why the fuck is she in New York? <laughs> well, first of all, you do have to drive through New York to get to Pennsylvania. My, from Massachusetts. My, my American geography is not spectacular, being no. not. I've spent a lot of time in Pennsylvania. It, I have. My family's from there. I've got family in Pittsburgh. I've been there like twice. Years. Oh, no. It's, uh, my family is from Altoona, which is close to Pittsburgh, but not really. If you uh, were cutting things, it's Bethel Park. That's where okay. my family okay. is. But uh, I mean, Watkins Glen was about it was about a three hour detour. It's not even like it was that significant. And like, uh, I mean, like it's a three hour detour, and I was like, "That's a big detour." It's not a lot. It's not that much. Shasky, America. Do you know how long it takes to drive across Texas? Have you seen Australia? Uh, the, yeah. Yes, but that's different. That's not. I think Australia can fit inside Texas, can it? Uh no. no. You get to my state and you drive north for thirteen hours. You are still in my state. Yeah, that sounds about Texas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I noticed there is like Australia is about the same width as America. Um, where I live, where I was living, and where my family are from is the difference from if you drove from Florida to Buffalo. That's how far apart. Oh, okay. So if you like tilt Australia sideways. No, 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 literally, Australia is that wide. Let me. It is what? a continent. No, yeah, we're not yeah. doing this right now. We're not doing oh, this. Right this now. I'm going to find a freaking <laughs> map. <laughs> okay. You know what? You know what, actually? I'll, and I'll find this later. They have this thing where you take the globe and you can, like, take one piece of a continent and, like, drag it over to another piece to see which one's bigger. I love the thing on Tumblr where it's, like, just the if Europeans. Ex- and then it's just Texas yeah, over here Europe. We are. <laughs> if, you, if you exclude. If you exclude Alaska, the width of Australia is Washington to San Francisco. That's how wide Australia is. The difference Oh, Washington, Washington, D.C., not Washington State. Washington, D.C. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm like, (laughs) that's not that. I'm like, fuck. Okay. I can can do that right now. And and the difference is no one drives across there because from about 100 kilometers inland on this side to about 
20 kilometers inland on this side is fucking sad. It's basically and Mad Max. Rides and yeah, that's where the spiders It's literally live. Mad Max. No, they it's don't because there's nothing like, for them to get there. It's just nothing for two, like, 95%, like, I think some, the statistic is 90, 90%, 95% of Australia lives within 100 kilometers of the, the, the edge. That sounds like Canada. Yeah, I was about to say that. That Yes, Canada Canada is like, I think like 65% of Canada live within 100 kilometers of the border, if not higher. Because they want to be close to us. It's true. Side note, if you're listening to this podcast right now and you're planning on going to the Canadian Grand Prix next year, buy your tickets soon. Because the exchange rate is hilarious right now. Oh, yeah, that dollar oh, is Oh, my God. Dude, dollar. the American dollar is worth... Okay, so it's like 74 cents to the Canadian dollar or something like that? I think it's even better than that right now. Oh, jeez. And it's supposed to drop... A, yeah. It's supposed to drop to 70. So, like, we're mm. good. We're good. I'm so pumped. I kind of want to exchange a bunch of money now. Well, like, Amy is visiting from Australia, and the dollar is, like, not 69 very good. cents to the dollar. So she'd save this money, and then suddenly there's a whole lot less than she'd save. But I have I can, a friend from yeah. South Africa come to visit me, and uh, their dollar took a plummet from when she had started saving to when she actually came over here. So she was like, yeah, I saved $3,000, and it's actually 1500 now. Holy yeah. shit. I'm yeah. going to South Africa next year, so I'm kind of like... That's Let's good. get back to the South African oh, Grand Prix. Yes. Yeah, I could do that. that. I got a place to stay down there. I the go less down- apartheid edition. Yes. Yeah, I was wondering that because we talked about there is a Grand Prix in every continent. Like, okay, when we say every continent, yes, we exclude Antarctica. Nothing happens down there. God, that doesn't count yes. as Dude, remember those promos where Red Bull ran a car out onto like a lake in Quebec? Like, what if we just put studded tires on an F1 car and like sent them out? Oh, from, from I love the, the base in Antarctica. The bell tire. Oh, you like, yeah. I love the ones where I was like, wasn't it like Nico and Keke having the who could like drive oh, yeah. the better battle? That was, that was like an actual rally car though. Like that was different. Yeah. That was good though. I, so there was, my favorite stunt Red Bull has ever done though is uh, when Vettel was getting in trouble for his donuts in 2013. They put David Coulthard in the car on top of that fucking helicopter pad over Oh, in like up. Dubai or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I asked him about that when he was in the U.S. I'm like, so, like, you had the, like, how did you know it wasn't going to hook up? He's like, I did it? God, that's crazy. <laughs> that, I, could, I couldn't appreciate that one because I spent the whole time going, oh, God, no. Yeah. Uh, my Look, my favorite ones are um, when Williams sent Weber over the Sydney Harbour Bridge because it's it's just such an iconic landmark for us. You know, yeah. like, it's a, it, it's fucking cool. Like, it's the Sydney Harbour Bridge, and they shut the whole thing down, and that was neat. We sent him over the bridge in Melbourne, and the Melbourne gov- the Melbourne City Council were like, actually, he can't break the speed limit. And we're like, you want us to put a Formula One car over a bridge and I- it was 100k <laughs> an hour speed limit? <laughs> and he was point. like, I'll pay the fine, bitches. Jeez. But um, they, they put... Never flipping was- both birds. Yeah, like, wee! <laughs> um... David Coulthard did, I think, the, is it the Lincoln Tunnel? The Lincoln New Tunnel York? in New York, yeah. yeah. At, like, that, 3 that, in the morning. They shut the tunnel down at, like, 3 in the morning and yeah. just let him go through. It's and nauseating, because it, it's, but it's awesome. If you've ever driven through the Lincoln Tunnel at regular speed, 
it's like narrow as hell. It is yeah. not fun to drive through. Like, props to him for not fucking that up because that would have been a nightmare. Were they trying to propose the Lincoln Tunnel as part of that track? No, no, like, no, okay. no, no. Oh, God, no. No, that tunnel's like 10 miles long. Not 10 miles long. It's like longer than a race should Longest have. Longest straight in F1. Oh my god, through the Lincoln Tunnel. Fuck the Molson straight. No, because that, that tunnel dumps like right into Manhattan grid streets. So yeah. you wouldn't want that at all. Um, and, no, and, that, and, and, and it has. Kimmy will get lost again like he did in Brazil. Oh Kim, Kimmy's like driving through Times Square, like, what? 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 Oh, I fuck. Don't even... Son of a bit. That's my favorite Kimmy moment is just getting lost. Getting yeah, lost, getting in, lost Brazil. in Brazil. Just hanging out, doing his thing. Um, no, that race was proposed for, uh, Jersey City, which is directly west of Manhattan. It's actually really nice. It's kind of like Brooklyn. Um, it was good. Yeah, it was going to be a street course right along the river, and the backdrop would have been Manhattan, like midtown mm. Manhattan, right across the back of everything. And, uh, it would have been great, but, you know. It was never going to happen. Logistics, yeah. It was never going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I still can't believe it's going to happen. That may not happen. Apparently, oh, no. No, we may lose. Do the- not do this to me. I'm so mad about this. Um, Apparently, we may lose the British Grand Prix because Bernie Eccleston does not care about anything that we hold dear. I did not know that was where we were going with this, but that's fine. Where were we going with this? Uh, Boston IndyCar race? Oh, God, no. No, isn't that happening? It is. However, there's like a condo board that's real pissed because the racetrack is going right by their building. And they're like, we don't want this. We don't want this to happen. You never consulted with us. Oh fuck so, off! It's like, like four. It's like four days of cars. Like it's four days, so, but they they committed for a five year contract. So, so it's so, like twenty days of five years. Like fucking, you can Airbnb your shit. I know out. that's what literally everyone is saying. So how much money so, can you make Airbnb? I, as someone who lives in Austin, and a lot of great music venues are closing thanks to condos. Uh, yeah. I'm fucking done with condo boards. Fuck those guys, yeah, yeah, basically. But yeah, if you move, if yeah, yeah, no. The the I the British Grand Prix will never go away. Will it? Would it? Will it always be at Silverstone? No. Wasn't at uh? Where was it? Brands Hatch. It was at Brands Hatch. Yeah, it was at Brands Hatch. But has it ever? Has it ever been at Donington? Or is that just like a fun race circuit that we just have there for testing? No, I think Donning. I think they've done it at Donington in like the '80s or something. Yeah, look, I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I mean, part of me is like, well, maybe we'll end up with a, like we'll end up with a deal like the German GP where it moves around. But I also don't know if if, if Brands Hatch is up to the standards of hosting an F one race when you think of how much money's been put into getting Silverstone up. But that being said, look, if, if Bernie Eccleston is willing to let the F one Grand Prix go, that man, I don't know, there needs to be a coup or a revolt or something. The British because, teams will never let that happen either. Well, look, that, to be honest, we thought that we'd never lose the German Grand Prix, and... Well, the Nürburgring issues were not related to F1. No, okay. but it's just, it, it's yeah, one it of those iconic that. races that it just seems so like, you're like, oh yeah, we only get the German Grand Prix every second year now. Like, it, it's it's bizarre. It's, but, so, didn't they just re-sign Silverstone too? Did they, they did. not do that? Yeah, they extended yeah, them the for fuck? like Yeah. But the Silverstone boss came out and they talked to uh the Formula Money guys, who were super great. We actually hung out with them a bunch at Silverstone this year, ironically enough. Um they were saying that that the Silverstone boss like 
they're that that thing is a money pit like you're they're just dumping money into it and nothing is coming out literally nothing is coming out they so sold out this year they did but you know one f1 weekend doesn't cover the cost of the track for the whole year i guess they aren't renting it out enough is it Force India based at Silverstone? Force India, yeah. We actually went and creeped on their building. It yeah, yeah. And the building like backs on, like you can walk from their building to the track. Uh, their building was right next to our campsite. Has the everyone seen is- the, uh, speaking of that, has everyone seen the video of uh, Martin Brundle stuffing the, uh, the Force India at Silverstone? No. He drove this year's, uh, he drove pre-Beast back, but uh, he might have gone off and broken a very expensive front wing. Oh, He's like, good job, Martin Brundle. There's that moment when you're, you're like, imagining him and you're bending it and you're like, no, we'll never get to do this again. <laughs> you could hear it. They had a mic in his helmet and he just, as soon as he gets on the wet grass, because it was wet grass. Yeah. And once you're on wet grass in one of those. You're yeah. But he just to be just like no 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 no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> um, we actually got to see the the B spec nose like the first running of it. That was pretty cool. I like that nose. I, I do too. In terms of weird noses, it's the best. It is. And someone showed me a picture of last year's Lotus the other day, and I just was like, ah! I had I had blocked that out of my mind. Uh I I had blocked that out. I really had. Ooh. Um. Yeah, dear God, dear God. Yeah. So we should talk about we should talk about WEC. You were at WEC. Yes, this is why I you're on this WEC. podcast. WEC happened yeah. last year. Oh, is that why we invited Patrick? Yeah, man. Also because like, Patrick is great, but also I'm because mostly a Formula One columnist. But yeah, I did go to WEC. Yeah, tell uh, us stories. How was it? Who calls it WEC? It's WEC. <laughs> Do they actually Every... call it WEC at WEC? No, it's they like all call it WEC. No, WEC. Except, so the Europe, so it's the FIA, correct? Yeah. Except for a bunch of the Europeans, mostly the French, who call it the FIA. Really? Always the FIA, and the never FIA. like, I'm like, so, I think it was, uh, who's Elizabeth's love? Loic. Loic. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who this guy is, but I know like Elizabeth loves him. So... So I was there, uh, it was the uh, Lone Star Le Mans, which is the combination of um, the Tudor series, which is the US, uh, the, the highest US sports car series, and their support series, which is the Continental Tire Series, which has a lot of great teams and drivers, and those teams were very good to me, the, the, and Elizabeth this past race. Is that where Connor Daly is? He's in Continental Tire, right? Uh, no. Uh, Connor is actually in Tudor. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, Conti is, uh, it is modified streetcars, pretty much. Like, literally, there's one of their classes is called Street Tuner and is, they buy a car from a dealership, and then they modify it into a race car. Oh, wow. And it can't have anything that you can't buy. Uh, like, there are no, like, specially machined parts. It is all stuff like, you could buy like the, the it's called street tuner because it's parts by tuners and the, the like the concept behind it is hey if you like that race miata you can buy everything that's on that so it's basically they took fast and the furious and made it into a competition 
Yeah, with like less, a legal competition. With less underglow and tacky wings. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so the Tudor series, which is where uh, Connor Daly is, and he is in the Prototype Challenge class, and those cars are, that is a spec chassis, spec engine, um, trying to keep that close. It's all about the driver in that um, series. And Connor was, uh, I, I did an interview with Connor for Hooniverse. Uh, Connor's a great driver. Uh, he talked about his time at Force India, um, which I actually didn't know that he was a Force India junior driver. Yeah. Uh, Neither did I until that moment. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, oh. Now I'm a little ashamed to admit that I actually knew about this. God damn it. <laughs> yeah. But Sarah, America. I know. Yeah. I know. He, no, they, he, I asked him, I'm like, well, why didn't like, forcing you to say like hey we've got an america driver in our team he's like i have no idea he did aero runs for them did a few tests with the uh the 2012 car and uh after he lost gp3 that was when they uh, stopped funding his junior career so i the, was gonna say that, that was the is, same time he was in gp3 right yep uh i i asked him um he said there were so many more career opportunities for him here in america and uh, he's like, even um, he said a few things about just how much more inviting Indy is, obviously. And uh, I'm like, what if someone offered you a full season in GP2 in a top team? He said he would not go back. Wow, really? Yeah, he's pretty much done with Europe, except for Lama. He does want to do Lama. Um, but so the it was. Being media for the first time in an event like this is super. So the Tudor series is GT cars, uh, the Daytona prototypes, which are a holdout from the old Rolex sports car series. They're loud and they have not. They share an engine, and the Corvette one shares the tail lights with the street car. Nice. That's it. Uh, but then there there are a bunch of great teams and sports cars like. 911s and Corvettes and Ferraris and Aston Martins and the Aston Martin race cars are beautiful as always. And of course, because it's an Aston Martin, I think one of them is 007. Oh my god. It fucking has to be. That's amazing. <laughs> the amount, I, I want to do a tally of the all of the Aston Martin race cars over the years that have bare 007 on the side. But uh but the big, big series and the one that I was Therefore, I was there for Connor because Connor's great, and he slowly became somewhat of a acquaintance over the weekend. Um, but uh, I had two goals for this weekend: endear myself and like get into the WEC team press cycle. And also, I, I after our friend Catherine bailed out, I'm like, well, it's just Elizabeth and I, so I'm making this weekend special. So, uh, so it was meeting the, I ended up in a interview pen with all of the Porsche factory drivers and I interviewed Mark Weber. Nice. And that is Seth, the sing- dying. You can't see Sasuke on the broadcast right now, but she's making little hard eyes at everything. And it's embarrassing. He it's does embarrassing. the most charming thing that after you meet him for the first time, you're mates after that. First time, like, oh God. and then uh, it's in, look. It's not just a Mark Webber thing. Mate is like 
I've had to train myself not to say it because people are like here, they're like, I'm not your mate. I'm like, yes, you are. Everyone's my mate. But he also does this thing when he shakes your hand where he winks at you when he shakes your hand. And I'm like, I was so taken aback by that. I'm like, that's like the single most charming thing anyone has ever done. Like, but I, I got to ask him a few very good questions about, uh, shit, where's my notebook? Oh, well. Uh, I got to ask him a very uh, few very good questions about like his timing leaving F1 and what he actually thinks the health of F1 is now that he's out. And he agrees that F1 is in sort of a rut right now, but he has faith that it'll come back. Like I, 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 every F1 fan kind of has these lulls and everything. And I wrote about you it. You want to believe that something you love will come good again. Yeah. You don't want to give up. Right. F1 always does. Like F1 comes back. Things change. F1 comes back. But uh, the team that surprising. So I, I, I like Porsche. I, I, I'm a Porsche guy. I like their cars. They were obviously the fastest all weekend in just a blinding, blinding way. Like, I've seen a bunch of cars on the main straight at Coda. I've never seen a car accelerate out of turn 20 like that before. Because um, they are they are running a relatively tiny engine, but they're running so much kinetic power uh, and, like, hybrid energy and everything that they just... Like, a car that you would think is fast, like a Corvette race car or a 911 race car just walked past it like the car was stopped. It was amazing. Uh, the Audi team cars there, I, I, have, I am finding it difficult to write about the Audi TDI e-trons right now and praising their diesel power because I hear the VW group is in a little bit of trouble about all that. Those goddamn onion rings. You can't trust them. Damn it. <laughs> but um, Elizabeth and I, every time, we're just taken aback by how quiet they were. Yeah, I, I even on the broadcast, they kind of sounded like beefed up Formula E cars, honestly. That's, that's what she said. Yeah. yeah. But you're hearing more the wind that they're displacing with all of their arrow than anything. Mm -hmm. it, it was amazing uh and then the toyota the toyota cars are the closest to old f1 cars because they are it is a v8 with a hybrid system mm -hmm. but it's a super capacitor instead of a flywheel and battery system like uh an f1 car well now it's the mg uk and h and Right, right, but, you know, it's not, it's but not. It is not, I had to actually clarify on this, it is not Toyota's old F1 V8, but it is close. So it sounds the same as an old F1 V8, it's just not revving as high. Nice, that's awesome. And I always, like, honestly, when I, this is kind of a tangent, but when I got into F1, I was like, oh, does Toyota have a team? I like Toyotas, and they didn't. Yeah, Toyota. It. So Toyota got tired of spending the stupid amount of money that it takes to be they an were F1. Spending, they were spending about a billion dollars a year. They were spending more than anyone except Ferrari, and they never won a race. So they quit and went to uh, WEC. Yeah. 
which they won, they won last year. Things. Yeah, that's true. Except Lamar. They have still never won Lamar. Because the Audi cars, even if they are not as fast at Lamar, lap over they're lap, reliable. they are the most reliable. Except this year, fucking fucking yeah, with Nico. And yeah, yeah, that was. Oh my god, that was so I great. I have to say, my favorite photo in the last couple of weeks was that photo of Nico Hogberg sitting on his couch with the Le Mans trophy. I just, he's, he's just looking at, he's just looking I at like the camera. His face is like, yeah, may not have won an F one race, may drive for fucking Force India, got a Le Mans trophy, motherfuckers. I I like. The oh, photo that's how I him, imagine uh, it. I like the photo of him shirtless washing his Porsche. Okay, yeah, yeah. But... Oh my god. Are we going there right now? Because <laughs> we should go there right now. There was a lot of... Like, oh god, I'm so good. There was a lot of women on the internet who were like... Jesus Christ, like, just give me this... What? Come on. Like, okay. So it was like, who is taking these photos? Because <laughs> it's... Probably his girlfriend, honestly. Dude, like, if I'm his girlfriend, I'm not, I'm not being like, yeah, no, that's totally fine, honey. I'll take photos of you shirtless to put on the internet. You, that is such role reversal, and I love it. <laughs> he's like, Beautiful. he's just like, yeah. He's like, no, I'm gonna wash my car shirtless. I don't need. And but, you know uh... what the problem is, and if you think about this, like with with you know equality and whatnot, why why don't we have more like stupid pictures of guys like posing with their cars all awkward like that? Come weird. on, man. That's like, it would be amazing. That's like given publicity right there. Like I, everyone would be talking about this. Give, give me this semi dressed Formula One calendar. I am buying the shit out. It's of not. That. It's not scantily clad. But my favorite picture is uh, Jensen Button in a very, very finely tailored suit, reading a newspaper on a lawn <laughs> chair next to <laughs> his <laughs> McLaren. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I'm I just know like, that one. I on the F1 subreddit during that, everyone's just like, "Well, kind of just like, <laughs> we thought we were heterosexual until we saw we, these we photos. Might not be now. Our eroding <laughs> heterosexuality. <laughs> but it's uh, they're, they're a lot better. Do you, do you remember the ones? There's one from like back when he had like the trash boy hair and he was like the, you know, there's that photo of him like emerging from the swimming pool in like a white shirt and you're just like. <laughs> He's like, what are you doing with your life? You're like, what is happening? They're not as bad as like, there's one of, I think there's one of Fernando and someone else and Flavio Briatore all in a swimming pool together. Oh God, that I know that photo. Creepy. I've not, you're I don't want to like, see You're this. just like, every, every, this is wrong. This is so wrong. Every this time is... I'm like, guys are so hot. I see a picture of Flavio and then I'm like, no, no, I'm good. I'm okay. I'm good with that. Oh god. So I speak talk about Nico winning Lamar. My most embarrassing thing of the weekend is I sat down with one of the Porsche drivers, Earl Bamber, who you may remember was in the fucking car with Nico that won. I completely forgot him. Oh, no. I I was just interviewing him and I was like, and yeah, when I won Lamar this uh year, and I just like I think he saw me just like pause writing my notes and he was just like I my I I wanted to just like so no, that's great though I I I am planning next year to try to get down there for it because it sounded great also I just like 
Yeah, I hope I can next year because it's not during the hockey season. Yeah, like you have nothing going on. You could have gone. The World Cup of Hockey is on next year, so we'll see. Oh, that's true. Okay. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Going back to the Red Bull engine thing for one second. So, I forget who said it, but Dieter match. Someone was like, Dieter should wait for uh, Manor to sign their Mercedes engine deal. And then just buy Manor and just swap the stickers. Oh, no. <laughs> I was just like, that'd be the best thing to ever happen. And in that F1. would be hilarious. So, and that would be so Red Bull. Because Red Bull would be like, oh, oh this team? Yeah, we're just, we're we just going to buy this team. We have three teams fine. now. Our lawyers, our lawyers are better than your lawyers. Yeah. Yeah. No, I just looked it up. Monster is American. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey. yeah! I know. They sponsored the I junior hockey team I work for. We used to have like stacks of them in the back corner, like crates. The dude in 2014, they gave them out at Canada. Like they just gave them out all weekend. I think I drank like 10 of them over the course so of the three day weekend. They, I, I think Red Bull tastes like Tylenol. So I wrote today my, uh, my Formula Fun article for the past three races went up because I was so wrapped up at WEC and everything that I kind of fucking forgot. And Bonza in Japan were kind of snoozers. So I forgot. But basically, I did like a just a giant wrap it up. Uh, well, not a giant. I did a quick one because. But I'm like, Boy, Singapore was great. But it was like everything Singapore else. Sucked. And then a mess sandwich of like. It's so- going to be a super meh sandwich with Sochi. I got to hope so. I got to hope Sochi's better. Like, I. I, you have seen it, so I saw a picture of Sochi the other day from the air, and I was like, "Fuck, that's what this track looks like." Yeah. God damn it! There's no one there, but like, I just remember being bad for so many reasons last year. Yeah. Like yep. just Jules' car sitting there, and like, I don't even know how Rosberg fucked up that first corner that bad. Say <laughs> where he fucked up a lot of stuff. Do you yeah. ever just cry because everything is terrible? Because no, that was me I that whole look, fucking I, I don't. I don't cry over Nico Rosberg starts because I spent three years as a Mark Webber fan. Um, you know what? And let's talk about people that can't get. Oh, you're God. like, I understand this. People yeah. who can't start races, Australians. Every now and then, Daniel Ricciardo, you're like, what? Oh. Is this is this a is this a nation based predisposition? Like what? Maybe Rosberg is part Australian and we just don't know it. He's part everything else. So what is exactly. That? exactly. That's my, my biggest frustration with him is on the Australian broadcast, uh, the commentator, Alan Jones, calls him Keke like twice a race at least. He's like, Keke, Nico. <laughs> You're like, dude. Like, come on. What fucking year is it? Oh, no. Um, like, this guy is like 70. He raced against Keke. Oh, is it like Murray Walker? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I still wish Murray just commentated one race a year. I mean, it's fine. How old? Well, anyways, we've been ninety something. We've been broadcasting for like eight million years at this point. Oh my god! I just looked at the time. Yeah, this will be cut down a little bit. Um, by me at some point tomorrow. Uh, any last, any last. So when you're listening to it, it'll it'll actually be like an hour. So congratulations, Sasky, you've made this thing beautiful. Yeah. Um. Thank you for your shout out appreciation last week, by the way, for thanking me for editing this every week. Some weeks it literally takes me like six minutes. I go, yep, start, finish, done. And then some weeks like this, I'm going to have to listen to us all talk again. (laughs) I'd like to give a shout out though to my mother 
who has just figured out how to use iTunes podcasts and has started downloading all of the Grid Girls episodes to listen to me while she cleans the house. I know I live in a different country now, but she does talk to me like two or three times a week. So I don't know why she's talking about missing my voice. Um, she does. She does pass on her regards, though, Sarah. She wants to. Uh, she needs a photo of this bald eagle onesie. Oh my uh, god, she, this is happening. She thinks That's it's a hilarious real. idea. Uh, yes, it's a real thing. Sarah owns one. Yep. I don't. Um, no, I don't have it yet. I don't have it oh, yet. You don't have it yet. Okay. Oh, no, no, well, no. I'm actually ordering it for World Juniors. I'm not going to have it for the U.S. Grand Prix because I would sweat to death because Texas. True. Well, so. anyway, Mom, thank you for listening. I know you really don't watch formula one that much but if it's anything like how you became a hockey fan you'll be up there next year right um yeah thanks to thanks to really everybody that's been listening to us uh i keep getting shout outs on twitter and it's really nice um if you listen to us on itunes please leave us a review or a rating that would be super helpful and uh yeah that's it from us this week we'll see you after sochi bye bye